0: Come on, Alex. Doesn't this look like the coolest place? Well, I don't know. Seeing as I can't see anything, would you mind shining that light over here so I can see where I'm going? Oh,
1: sorry. How's this? Oh,
0: much better. Oh, it's hard to see where these beams are in the dark.
1: Yeah, just don't step, fall through them or you'll fall right through the ceiling, which would not make my dad very happy. Hey, come over here where these boards make kind of a floor.
0: Oh, so this is the famous attic you've been telling me about. Pretty cool place.
1: Well, it's actually more of a place where my dad nailed some boards down the rafters, but it's kind of a cool place all on its own.
0: So what's in all these boxes?
1: Eh, mostly of the old stuff that used to belong to my mom and dad. Some of it belonged to my mom's grandma, just a bunch of other old stuff.
0: Sounds interesting. So I wonder what's in that chest right there.
1: Hmm. How do you open this thing? Oh.
0: Hey, check it out. You don't see these very often anymore. I wonder if it still works. Mm-mm. Hey look, it's still got the batteries in it.
1: Hey, here's a tape. Some group called the New Seekers. Let's see if this thing will still play.
2: i like to see the world for once all standing hand
0: in hand And hear them echo through the hills For peace throughout the land Now that sounds like an oldie. <laughs> like from something from the 60s or something. <laughs> About people standing together hand in hand. Kind of a cheesy tune, but I could go for real peace, I guess.
1: Actually, that's the song my grandma said, uh, sings sometime when she's washing the dishes and stuff. One day when I asked her where it came from, she said it didn't exactly start off with world peace. Really? Yeah. In fact, the next line is, I'd like to buy the world a Coke and keep it company. It's the real thing. Oh,
0: stop. <laughs> Wait, a Coke? That's the real thing?
1: Yeah, well, um, it used to be a Coke commercial, but then when the song caught on, they changed the words to a world peace, which is more important anyways.
0: Oh, so you mean that the real thing isn't about how much we can sell?
1: Well, no, but I don't think the world has figured that out yet.
0: You got that right.
1: What else is in here? Yeah.
0: Hey, look, an old hymnal. Hmm. The music's kind of... You can still see the music. The pages are a little bit old, but here. Oh, look. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. Uh, Yeah,
1: so much for world peace. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, Jesus marching off to war doesn't exactly sound like I'd like to see the world standing hand in hand, does it?
0: Well, I mean, as far as the real thing goes, I think it's still there, at least if you listen more carefully. To what? Well, look, the next line. With the cross of Jesus going on before. So? Well, have you ever wondered how an army with a cross for a banner would fight? Or at least should fight? Or how Jesus used a cross to win his biggest battle? So? Well, it was like what you were saying about walking up around here. It's not only important to have the light to show us where we're going, but we've got to put our full weight on the real things that keep us up.
1: Oh, or we'll fall through. And, oh. Hmm.
0: And a lot of people could get hurt as well. Yeah.
1: So, well, there's only one thing that's really real to me right now. That is, I'm hungry, so I'm going to go get something to eat. Hey, you coming?
0: Sure, sounds good to me too. But I could really use some lights so I could see where I'm going. Really? Yes, really. Really, really? Yes, really, really.
1: Really, really, really?
0: Oh, would you
3: stop it? (laughs) I didn't know I had so much stuff until I had to figure out how to pack it all. I'm happy to help, even though I'm kind of sad you're moving. I know we'll keep in touch and everything, but it's just not the same as you being here. I know. I'm going to miss seeing you every day too, but we'll keep in touch. I promise. You better. Sometimes I get so frustrated with her I could just scream! You
2: know, Cecilina, this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened. I know, but... And you're not the only person she's been like that to either, so you really shouldn't be at all that surprised. I know. I guess. But it's so disappointing. Hey, Cecilina. You look like you're upset. What's wrong? Same old stuff. This so-called friend of hers who only really seems to want to be a friend on special occasions or... When it doesn't get in the way of something else she wants. But she can be really nice sometimes. Right. Mostly when it's convenient for her. This is too depressing. So, what's with all those boxes? We'll talk about depressing. Taylor is packing. Packing? How exciting. I love traveling. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's so many cool places you can go to. Actually, we just got back from a trip with our family to Lake Tahoe, which was pretty great. We had an awesome time. And that's not all. My dad has to go to some sort of means in Hawaii, and her whole family says to go, too. Wow, sounds like
3: you guys are quite the travelers. Yep,
2: we got it down. So, which one of you is taking the trip?
3: Well, I guess that would be me. So, where do you get to go?
2: Boston. That sounds interesting. What are you going to do there? Well,
3: um, I... Yes, I'm going to unpack.
2: Hey, take it from me, when traveling, it's a lot easier just to leave your stuff in the suitcase, less hassle. And that way you can concentrate on seeing the sights and get as much out of your trip as you can. And then you can enjoy being a regular Bostonian. Kind of like you guys are like Tahoe people right now. Yeah. And when we get back from our trip to Hawaii, we will be Hawaiians as well. In fact, we need to get going because we need to start getting ready to pack.
3: Bye! Have a great trip! Bye. Bye guys! I hope I get to say goodbye later. Yeah, I don't think those guys quite understood that you're not going there on vacation, you're moving. Or that you don't become a Bostonian by visiting Boston either. I mean, I'm not going there as a tourist. I'm going there to be a resident. Yeah, visiting a place isn't quite the same as living there. In a way, it's kind of like Cecilina's friend. You know, the one that's her friend when it's convenient for her? I don't think her friend really understands the difference either. I think you might've lost me there. Well, what it sounds like to me is that when it comes to being a good friend to Cecilina, she was only a tourist. She just sort of visits the idea of being a friend when it suits her, but she doesn't really intend to live there. Oh, so I guess deciding whether you're going to be a tourist or a resident applies to more than I thought. Yeah, maybe so, come on. Let's go get some more boxes. Okay.
4: kind of makes you think, doesn't it, about the difference it can make whether or not we approach our lives or our faith as tourists or as residents. For the children this morning, we have a story we'd like to share that may help us better understand what that difference looks like. You should be able to see and hear the story just fine from where you're sitting, but if you'd like to come down in front, to the front and sit here where the really good seats are, you're welcome to come on and join us right now. Long, long ago in China, there was a boy named Ping. More than anything else in the world, Ping loved flowers and had the gift of being able to make anything grow. He could plant any seed and up would grow beautiful blossoms and rich green leaves. Ping's family and friends would marvel at the wonderful things he was able to grow.
3: Now, the emperor in those days was also a great lover of flowers and loved to spend time in his garden, which was filled with beautiful shrubs and fine fruit trees. Each day, he would tend to all the lovely things growing there. But unfortunately, the good emperor was growing old and was becoming more and more worried about finding someone who would rule fairly after he was gone. Every day he wondered how he should choose someone. Finally, he decided that because he loved flowers so much, he would let the flowers do the choosing.
4: The very next day, the emperor issued a proclamation throughout the land. All the children in the realm were to come to the palace. Each child would be given a special flower seed to plant. The emperor declared that, Whoever returns with the best in a year's time will inherit my throne.
3: The next day, all the children of the land gathered in a long line to await their seats from the emperor. Ping, anxious to have something to grow for the emperor, traveled the long distance from his home to the palace. He waited patiently in the long line until at last he gladly received his seat from the emperor. Ping was overjoyed. He was certain that he would grow the most exquisite flower with such a seed.
4: When he arrived home, Ping chose a sturdy pot and filled it with good soil. Each day he watered it lovingly and made sure it got the sunshine it needed. He could not wait to see it sprout and grow into a beautiful flower.
3: Days passed. Ping waited patiently, but nothing happened. He became worried and put the seed in a larger pot with more good soil. He watered it carefully and made certain it received sunlight, and still nothing happened.
4: Finally, he put the seed into an even better pot and made sure it had the richest soil continued to care for it and watch over it for months. Yet now sprout came. Month after month, Ping tried and waited, and finally the year was up.
3: The day had arrived for all the children to return to the palace with their flowers they had grown. They flooded toward the palace gates, eager to be chosen as the next emperor.
4: Ping watched as children with azaleas and sunflowers <laughs> and pansies streamed by. There were roses and lilies and orchids like he had never seen before. He was so ashamed of his empty pot. He could not believe that for once, he had not been able to make a flower grow. Just then his friend passed by, holding a beautiful white lily.
3: Ping, he cried, what are you doing with that empty pot? Couldn't you grow anything at all? I'm on my way to the palace with this great big flower now. Where's yours?
4: The boy did not wait for Ping to answer. He sped off to see if he would be chosen by the emperor. A tear trickled slowly down Ping's cheek. I've grown so many flowers before, he said to himself. I don't know why this seed would not grow. Ping's father heard his sad words. He placed his hand on Ping's shoulder and said,
3: Son, you did your very best, and that is good enough for the emperor. If the best you could do is in that empty pot, then that is what you must show him.
4: Nodding, Ping picked up the empty pot and headed directly for the palace. When he arrived there, the emperor was already examining the hundreds of flowers brought by the eager children. He stopped at each one, but said nothing.
3: Finally, he came to Ping and his empty pot. Ping hung his head, hoping that the emperor would not be angry with him. The emperor spoke to Ping. Why did you bring me an empty pot? Tears trickled once again down Ping's cheek. With his head bowed, he replied,
4: I planted the seed you gave me. I gave it a nice pot with good soil. I watered it each day, but it did not sprout. I put it in a better pot with rich, dark soil. I cared for it lovingly for a year, and still it did not grow. So all I have to show you is an empty pot, for it is the best I could do.
3: A smile swept across the emperor's face, and holding Ping's hand high in the air, he exclaimed, I have found him. I have found the next emperor. It is this boy and this boy alone who is worthy. Then he spoke to all the other children who had gathered with their flowers. I do not know where the seeds for all of your beautiful flowers came from, for the seeds I gave you had all been cooked, making it impossible for them to grow. Placing his hand upon, upon Ping's shoulder, The emperor said proudly, Ping is the only one who returned to me with the truth in his empty pot. It is for his courage and honesty that I reward him with my kingdom.
4: Ping was the real thing. You can go back to your seats now.
0: take these boards upstairs and get to it.
1: Yep, we're gonna nail those boards to the rafters, add some light up there, it'll make this place even cooler.
0: (laughs) And then we can really move in. Oh,
1: speaking of moving, here comes Taylor.
0: Hey guys, what's with the boards? Steven and I are working on a place in this attic to make a better place just to hang out.
1: You might even say we're moving in.
3: I can relate to that. We'll leave for Boston in a couple days, and I'm still trying to get everything passed. So
0: that's what Steven meant. Boston, huh? I was there last year. It's
3: a pretty cool place. As a tourist or a resident?
1: Actually, we went with our, with our class on the history tour.
3: What was that you said again, Taylor? Oh, nothing really. I was just thinking about what Tracy and I were talking about when she was helping me pack, about the differences between the two. The two what? Well, going somewhere on a trip or on vacation. Like a tourist, or actually moving somewhere.
0: So, what did you two come up with?
3: Well, that being a tourist is mostly about what you can get out of the place you're going to. You know, kind of like, what's in it for you. It's just something you do.
1: Sounds pretty good to me.
3: Yeah, vacations are great.
1: But?
3: But moving's different. It's not just about going someplace you want to visit for a while, but where you don't really plan to stay. It's, well, it's more real than that.
1: I think I get it now. I'm starting to see what you mean.
3: I
0: don't think I've even ever thought about it like that before.
3: Well, what I hadn't thought about before is that it's not just moving to Boston that's like that, but that there are a lot of other areas of my life where I need to decide if I'm going to be a tourist or a resident.
1: You're gonna try to live in more than one place?
3: Well, probably not the way you're thinking, but maybe that's the right question after all.
0: Uh, What? I'm a little confused.
3: Well, maybe we can talk more about this later. I need to get back home and help my mom pack. There's still a lot to do. Bye.
0: Bye,
1: Taylor. I wonder what you meant by that. Hmm. Well, would you like a Coke? Huh, the real thing?
0: (laughs) Actually, I think it's exactly what Taylor meant.
1: She wanted a Coke?
0: Uh, No, it's just that when it comes to moving, whether it is to a new house in a new city, or what you really believe to be true, moving in is the real thing. It's not just something extra you do on the side, it's what you do with your life, the way you really want to live. Oh, like the story of Ping, huh? Exactly. He didn't just talk about living a certain way, he actually did it, even when it wasn't easy. It wasn't about how great of a plant he could come up with, it was about who he really was.
1: Oh, huh, the real thing again, right? Yeah. So, how do we do that, like really move in?
0: Well, I guess we do
1: what we plan to do. What's that? Well,
0: first, we take good solid boards like these and nail them on the good solid rafters that'll really hold us up. Like what Jesus was trying to get the people to see.
1: Not that fuzzy insulation that makes us fall through, like selling Cokes instead of working for peace.
0: Or misunderstanding old hymns. Or doing
1: destructive things in the name of God.
0: And then we take a light upstairs so that it can help us see where we're
1: going. Like that text about Jesus shining the light in the darkness. Exactly. And then we move in. I think I'm starting to get this now. I'm not just talking about the attic. Me either. Come on, let's go.
2: Dear Lord, we are so grateful for our Pathfinder Club. Thank you for our supportive church and dedicated leaders. Help us to live active Christian lives, honoring you in all that we do. We want to be good examples of your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.